Welcome to another episode of Failing to Success. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki with Cosmic Design. Today on the show, we have Ed Forteau, and his company is called Email Open Rate Optimization. He's had it for four years, but he's been marketing consulting for over 30 years now. So Ed, on a 30-year journey, has there been a struggle or a pivotal moment you'd like to share with us? Sure. I would say when we started Email Rate Open Optimization, it's, it's kind of weird because I always was able to make sales pretty quickly when we started a business. This one was a bit different. Uh, it took eight months before we made our first sale, which is highly unusual for us. It was just after the COVID shutdown. So that kind of handicapped us actually more than kind of handicapped us. And I, I, what I ended up doing during that period of time was building relationships. It went, we went a month, two months, three months, four months, no sales, no sales, no sales. I go, I have to change things up because this isn't working. And it was a service that when we talked to people, people understood, okay, if my emails aren't getting open, if they're not getting in the primary inbox, I need to fix it. Like that's the copywriting doesn't matter. The call to action doesn't matter. None of that other stuff matters if I'm not getting into the primary inbox or my emails are going to the spam. People understanding that, it was hard for me to, to, to put my head around, well, why aren't people working with us? Because their emails are still going into spam and they need our help. So what, what I started doing was networking with people. So, and it's, it's a process that I now use and I, I teach my clients. And I, re, I started thinking about how do you end up getting business with people? Like, who do you do business with the most? Well, it's people that you know, like, and trust. So my first, the first thing that I did was I tried to make friends with people. And sometimes people go, oh, busy people don't have time to make friends. I, well, if you approach them right, yeah, they do. And then the next step is talking shop, which if you go to a social gathering and you meet somebody, you're talking about common things first, and it always leads to like, what do you do? And then you're telling them what you do and what they're, what they're telling you what they do. And then you, if there's any commonality, you start talking shop. And then from that conversation, whether it's at that time or maybe you, you take their business card, you talk to them later, then you start talking business. They feel comfortable with you. And so I started doing that and business started to come our way. And then almost the floodgates started to open up because I wasn't trying so hard to make sales. I was more trying to make friends. And then the process, I, I'm happy to go over that process with you. There is a specific process that I follow to make friends with people, and it, it works really, really well. Yeah, what is that process? I'm glad that you asked. So what I do is I look for dumpster fires that a business owner is having. So I'm, I'm, businesses have a dumpster, dumpster fire all the time. I define a dumpster fire as something that requires the, the attention of the business owner. It's a problem that's, that's come up. Problems happen in business all the time. And the thing about the dumpster fire is it doesn't matter whether it's directly related to my business or not. I go in, I recognize there's a dumpster fire. And unlike the salesperson that's focused on selling their stuff, I'm focused on, you've got this problem. Let me help you solve this problem. I know if I pick something that is of significance to the business owner, because after we're done, I'll get a thank you or I'll get nothing. If I get nothing, they go, it wasn't that significant. If they say thank you, I learned that when somebody says thank you, they feel like they owe you something. So you should give them a chance to pay you back. And at that point, 
I'll mention something, not necessarily about what I do, but I'll ask them something about their business. So I start talking shop. And then from talking shop, that leads to us doing business. But it all starts with finding the dumpster fire that they need to put out. What's an example of one of these fires you help somebody put out? That's another good question. I'll use one that I always turn to. Let's say social media. I'll see that somebody is posting on a regular basis and just not getting any traction. And I, I you've got to kind of look closely to see that they're just not, say, posting on LinkedIn, but also posting on other platforms. So they're maybe using a social media app and just blasting one article out everywhere. And they don't care if they get any traction. But if you find somebody that's focused on one platform and they're not getting much traction, they've put time into writing the article, they hope that people will appreciate what they've done and they're not getting any love from it. I, now that's a minor dumpster fire, but a dumpster fire nonetheless. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll go out, I'll, I'll engage with their content. I'm the only one showing them love or there's only a handful of us. I'm engaging with them in a comment. I try to draw them in and have a conversation with them in the comments. So it's a public conversation. And I can, from there, reach out to them by, via DM continuing the conversation and then say, you, you know, it's really odd. You have really good content. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm baffled that you're not getting more traction with it. Is it something that you're concerned about or do you care? Does it matter? And, and usually I'll say something that probably doesn't matter to you whether people like it or not. And I'm just, just reverse psychology. And most people will say, no, I spend so much time on this content. I wish people would like it. And so I say, you know what, would you, how would you like to do this? Why don't we support each other's content? I'll, I'll ring your bell. I'll follow you. I'll like your stuff whenever I see it. And if you wouldn't mind doing the same for me, that way we can help each other. Most people take you up on that. So now what happens is they see my content. I've kind of, I'm doing content marketing, but it's very focused. I, I, I'm, I'm putting the people I want in front of my content and I'm helping them. And we're and I'm maintaining kind of an authority level because this is my idea and they, they'll ask me for advice. Now, the, the interesting thing about once you put this in place, this may be somebody that normally you couldn't reach out to cold or wouldn't give you the time of day, but I can get a meeting with them anytime I want. And I don't even have to tell them why I want to meet. I just say, hey, would you mind hopping on a quick Zoom call for 15 minutes? Something I want to run by you. And I almost always get, sure, zero resistance. Where in any other circumstance, like who is this guy who wants 15 minutes of my time? Like, I don't know him. But because we're kind of in this working relationship, I can have that meeting. And one of several things happens, either because they've been seeing my content and they've been saying nice things about me and my content, like for example, is a great email marketer. Oh boy, he, if you want good email advice or need help, you should talk to Ed. Things like that. I wait for them to compliment me before I ask for a 15 minute meeting. So now when I come to them about, I notice something that you're doing, I think you could prove upon, it's coming from an authority. They recognize that it's a problem. They've said publicly that Ed is the guy to go to if you have this problem, just to stay congruent with their public announcements, they'll do business with me. And that whole process takes hardly any time at all with practically zero resistance. We have clients that do cold email that send out hundreds, 
thousands of emails a day and don't have the opportunity to have meetings like I do, where it's zero resistance, one call close. Yes, there was some setup ahead of time, but it's a whole lot less work than sending out hundreds, thousands of emails every day. Are you cold prospecting and just looking for social media accounts of your potential customers? We, I do do cold prospecting, but it is based on several LinkedIn filters. Like for one, I don't know if you use Sales Navigator Advanced. Do you? Okay. Yeah. So what I'll do is the filter that a lot of people either aren't aware of or don't use very much is the buyer intent filter. I don't know if you use that or not. I don't know if we use that one. I'll have to check team. Okay. You, you should use it. So what I do is I, I take my first level contacts contacts and I run buyer intent for an interest that, that I'm, that I have and email is, is one of them. And so I'll, I'll take my list and in my list, I have 975, it's probably higher than that now, 975 people that are first level contacts that are, that have buyer intent that also have posted in the past 30 days. So the, the posting of the past 30 days is important because they're easy to reach. I can find there's content. I can engage in the content and get them involved in the conversation. So for the weekend, we just did a test and we reached out to 75 people on my list. And all we did was comment on their posts. 80% of the people either replied or liked the comment. And of those people, I had people that wanted to schedule a Zoom meeting. And without me asking, they started asking me questions about email marketing because they went and they visited my profile. I've got eight appointments this week just from doing that. It took two and a half hours to make to, to, to do those comments and eight appointments that I didn't have to book that they came to me. I've got actually so many people by doing that, I can't even get to them all that I believe have interest, but there's conversations going on in DM, there's conversations going on in the comments. And from, from my standpoint in B2B, what we want to do is create conversations. So from conversations that can lead to a lot of different things, you getting a client, one person ended up being a referral to another person that now I'm going to be on their podcast. Another person led to another referral that that person is going to be a client. So I don't get too caught up in trying to get clients. My first step for me is find a content, what I call a content amplification partner that will support each other's content which is a very low ask for anybody. It's everybody benefits by doing that. And from there, we can talk shop and then ultimately do business. And the sales cycle is far shorter because we're dealing with the deal on a basis of trust than it is if you're just coming cold, you don't know the person and you're asking him, hey, would you like to do business with me? We fix this problem. Do you have this problem? We can help you fix it. And you probably get those requests all the time. And I, I bet you don't do much with them when you get them on LinkedIn. It's it's good to add value to people and try and solve their problems with no ask in return. And you're right. It builds a stronger relationship. I found that is just a much better way to gain entry to people. And even if nothing happens from it, the person has a good feeling about you. And down the road, they can refer you to somebody or they're engaging with your content, which helps improve your reach. There's so many things that can happen that are positive. And there's not this pressure of trying to sell somebody and they're not feeling 
skeptical or reluctant to talk to you because there's this fear of you know, what's their angle, what are they, what are they going to try to sell me? And it, we, we put all that to rest. So when you're going out on LinkedIn, you're using that sales navigator and then yep. you're finding the posts, you're yep. commenting to try to get some sort of back and forth, and then you move into the DM process. Correct. And the way I do the, the DM process is just an extension of the post. So instead of leaving a comment in the post, I'll leave the comment in the DM with a question to draw them into that. Now we're, we've got a second channel that we're, we're, we're having a conversation with. And then at some point, what I may do is ask, can I send you an email? And I'll tell them why. And I don't, even if I have the email address, I ask for it. First, I ask them if I can send them an email. Then I ask, oh, what's the email where I can send it to you? And I get almost 100% open rate if I do that. And I, I talk about that on my profile, how to get 100% open rate. That's how I do it. Yeah, everybody wants 100% open rate. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it makes a big difference. You don't have to reach out to nearly as many people. So has the business been scaling well for you since you kind of figured out the process, sales process? It has, it has. And what we, we've moved over into more client acquisition, so helping people in that area. Because ultimately, if people have email open rate problem or a email deliverability problem, the reason why it's of concern to them is because it's hurting them, hurting their business and trying to acquire new customers or communicate with their existing customers. So it's all a customer acquisition process, quite frankly. So we just, just moved farther up the scale, which is the business that I was in to begin with anyway. In marketing consulting again, right? Yes. Yeah. It all comes back. <laughs> so Ed, if any of our listeners wanted to reach out to you or your company, how would they do so? If you go to my LinkedIn profile and just DM me, I'm, I'm finishing up a report called Business Rainmaker, which kind of details, it outlines the process that I follow. And it's a replacement for running ads. It's a replacement for doing cold email. It's not even really warm email. And it doesn't ever feel like selling, either from me or the other person. And really, it only takes about 45 minutes a day to do. So it's not even that time consuming. Well, thank you, Ed, for being on the show. And thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki with Cosmic Design. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll see you next time. Thank you.